It's time to get fired up for an episode of Firing Up Faith and Family, where we encourage you to fan the flame of your faith and the love for your family. Hello, and welcome to the Firing Up Faith and Family podcast. I'm Steph Morrison, and I'm here with Christine. We are here to talk about, well, we, we have a whole series where we're talking about parenting insights from the Bible. So we have covered just two episodes. This is our third episode on the series. Mm-hmm. We've done Noah, right? Noah was and, our last one. And Jacobed. Jacobed. And if you haven't heard that episode, we'll go and hear it. But I will tell you, I didn't really know Jacobed before, but it is Moses's mother. So <laughs> uh, we actually got a lot from that one. I felt that was we did. I felt well, like we could have talked even longer than that. And it's like, no, okay, we got to try to not talk forever on these on these <laughs> topics. But um, so today we're talking about Mary and the mother of Jesus, Mary, mm-hmm. and of course, lots of parenting and insights that we could think of although just being the mother of Jesus essentially the mother of God and and we kind of had a little talk of you know he must have been he must have been still a little bit like like a child right? yeah been, I think you know, so I think there could have been a few aggravating moments for sure they didn't yes. make the book though um, no, <laughs> except the one. And we will talk about that. I won't get ahead because we're yeah. actually first we're going to we're going to talk about a few other things. And then we're going to talk about that one little time the scripture does show us of being, you know, at about 12 years of age. And he and he wasn't he wasn't he was a little bit careless and and I thought self-centered, which is very childlike, normal child behavior, mm-hmm. um, which shows us that he was fully human. So we could have a little talk about just, yeah, Jesus really was fully human, even as a kid. But we're going to talk about today, uh, you know, we titled this one, Treasure Them in Your Heart. And and I think as we look at these different people from the Bible um, and what God wants to show us in his word to help mm-hmm. us as parents, a lot of the parenting insights may overlap, right? Because he's giving us good good examples in the Bible. He's given, given, given us quite a few of don't be like that example, <laughs> right? as I see it. But um, there, then, there's, uh, then there's lots of examples where we can... We can kind of glean a few of these characteristics from, I guess. So, so the first thing we we kind of thought of with with parenting insight from Mary is trust that God is with you. And I guess mm-hmm. this is just a little bit with that, you know, Mary, the mother of of Jesus. Not not just that she had the son that was, you know, God and God in the form of man, but I think in that sense, it's really how she took on that. Uh, that calling in her life, right? So before Jesus was born and right, the angels came and and visited her and and just told her how it was going to be. So we find that in Luke 1, 28. And he came to her and said, greetings, oh, favored one, the Lord is with you. Mm-hmm. And Mary definitely must have been very, I don't want to say devout, but I think that could be a good term as well. Thinking of the word, like she just must have been, had a very, close relationship personally, right? Like just on the inside, not anything that she may have been doing on the outside, but I think she just had a great trusting in the Lord. I think she was raised in a family that had a great trusting and that definitely helps us. And I think that's probably one of the things we can maybe glean a little bit as well. It's not what I thought of before, but just as I'm speaking now, (laughs) just to glean that, uh, that 
that like she must have been raised in order to be prepared for that. She must have had that raising from parents that that yeah. were really, really treasuring Mary herself and really and really showing God's God's law to her, God's favor, God's just just the goodness of God so that she would have a lot of that trust in God. And uh, that's definitely one of the things I want to do a lot with my boys. And I and I'm feeling that that desire to really do it in a little bit of a different way now than I have before. And not, not that I was doing it wrong before, but I really want to just show them how to have a relationship with God. And mm-hmm. now that can be done in so many different ways. So it's not like the relationship I have with God is going to be the same way that, that my kids have a relationship with God, or even that you have a relationship with God, Christine, right? Mm-hmm. It's, yep. it's just, it is different, but there are certain things that we can do um, to strengthen that relation, relationship. And I think that's one of the things I, I kind of wonder, did Mary really have to do that with Jesus? <laughs> he definitely, I definitely would have done that whole thing that many males did, right? They, they learned the Torah. They would have gone to, I, I believe it's usually like to the synagogue and synagogue, they would have actually yeah. had classes there regularly, like yep. every male would have experienced that, right? So Jesus would have had that too. And it, and it's just a, like a real raising in our, in our children on the word of God. And I think mm-hmm. that certainly helped Mary to be the parent that, that she was, even though we don't hear a lot about her really as a parent, just when she was, uh, when Jesus was first conceived, I guess, um, mm-hmm. the power of God. Yeah. And, and that's what stuck out for me is that you know, Steph and I could probably share many, many stories of, you know, man, we, we don't know what we're doing mm-hmm. <laughs> or a situation will come up or our kids would act a certain way or some behavior would manifest and we would be totally lost mm-hmm. and unsure because, you know, there are no manuals for parenting. I, I think people have tried. <laughs> yeah. I, I know there are parenting books in the bookstores. But there no, there's no such thing as an actual manual. So you, everybody can just look at this book and say, oh, that's how you're supposed to do it in this situation. Because like you mentioned, like every every parent is different and every child is different. So even in the same family, you'll parent your firstborn child differently than you parent yeah. your secondborn and yeah. so forth. So, I mean, <laughs> the fact that you have a promise that God is going to be with you, we need to lean on that. Yeah. Because... Um, especially during those times when we are completely lost, mm-hmm. it's okay for us to be lost yeah. because God is not, he knows where we're going. He knows the plans for us. He knows the plans for our children mm-hmm. and he's promised to be there for us. So lean on him. So I see for our second point here, uh, marvel at the things your child does. Um, so some sometimes we don't see things from their point of view. And I think as you mentioned about the, you know, our different children, it's like we don't necessarily parent one the same as the other just because mm-hmm. of us, right? But we also yep. can't parent one the same as the other because of them, because they're not, they're not the same. Right. They have different needs. They have different personalities. <laughs> they mm-hmm. have different, you know, different things that motivate them. And that's as a parent, we really need to understand that, especially as homeschooling parents, we really need to know all about their learning style. We need to know what's that best approach. Uh, and, and for me, it's just been trial and error 
Um, I can't yeah. say it's not like I've done some sort of like, besides a general knowledge of the different learning styles. And yeah, I can see how my child is, is that a little bit more than that. But I would say I mostly came to those conclusions by the work that I would put in front of them and how they would, how they would deal with that. And now that they're a little yeah. bit older too, of course, they're, they're more vocal and they can share a little bit more of their opinion on what's working and what's not. But I definitely speaking of the different challenges that we come up with, with our, with our kids, it can seem like we are lost because, because we're not, it's not like we've got experience with one and then, and then, okay, that's coming, going to come yeah. to play. We're actually hit with a whole, sometimes a whole new, well, a whole new personality, right. But just mm-hmm. a, a whole new attitude, right. I'm dealing with attitude and, and I've been for a while. We actually all throughout, it's just what stage are you in? And we, we could talk about what the attitudes you are dealing with that. Uh, and some of them are just are more triggers for us than, yeah. others, right. And I find as my boys have gotten older, I could deal with the attitude of being a toddler. I could deal mm-hmm. with the attitude, even as they're up in their, you know, the, the getting, getting before 10 and, and 11, but I find and I wouldn't say I always dealt with that gracefully, of course, I lose <laughs> my temper and I, you know, God's, God's helped me grow in that area a lot. But, I, but I find now as I, I'm in this area, I just get triggered a lot by just disrespectful talk and almost mm-hmm. in my own little, you know, the whiny part of my head. I'm like, I do so much for you and you treat me like this. Yeah. Like, how could you? Uh, and <laughs> And, and I, but I will say, I, I like that opportunity to be faced with that. You know, that's not necessarily the parenting insight I'm giving y'all today, you know, say, how could you treat me like that? Um, It's definitely how I feel sometimes, but I feel how God's leading me is like, you know, just let, let the way that they are be how they are, correct them. But generally, Mm -hmm. if they're already in that bad mood, it's probably not the greatest time to correct them. Besides, maybe they need to go and be by themselves. But talk about those situations afterwards. Talk about it when people are calm. Talk about it when we're all having a a fairly cordial time together. And then be able to work on that. Be able to point out things where, you know, this is an area where you need to really change your attitude in or you're going to have lots of problems when you get Mm -hmm. older. And it's Mm -hmm. really, it's isn't it still up to our kids to choose whether they take our advice or not? Even it is. And that's, that's a humbling point to remember. Mm. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, if you're, and, and you mentioned triggers and, and that's a, that's a huge thing, right? Like, mm-hmm. and when we don't see, you know, from the same perspective that they're seeing things, that's, that's what happens. We react differently because we understand something differently. Mm-hmm. And, and sometimes it takes us, because we're the big people, you know, we got to step back and say, okay, let me, let me try and understand where this little person is Uh coming from, because it could be as simple as they didn't understand something or, or they already learned something that was wrong. And so Uh this is now manifesting and we got to deal with this, but it's important to, to look at. And, and I know sometimes I've seen where my children have thought of a certain situation in one way and I thought huh I I would have never mm-hmm. thought about this situation in this way and it just because this is how they're processing it right at that age at whatever age they're they're at and so 
what I, we had the scripture here from Luke chapter two, verses 49 and 51. And this is the, the part where Steph was mentioning earlier where, you know, Jesus is 12 years old and all of a sudden Mary and Joseph look up, they're on their way home and they look up and Jesus is gone. Like no sign of Jesus. And as normal parents would, they go in a panic and they start searching. So they finally found him in the temple. Verses 49 to 51 says, why were you looking for me? Did you not know that I must be in my father's house? And they did not understand the saying that he spoke to them. And he went down with them and came to Nazareth and was submissive to them. And his mother treasured up all these things in her heart. Now, what is important here in this uh, these verses is that they still like Jesus explained what he was doing mm -hmm. and they had, they did not comprehend this. And I know as a mom, if my kids, when any one of my kids took off, I don't care what excuse you had. I'm not accepting it because you just scared the living daylights out of me uh -huh. and you know, you're not supposed to run off. And I'm pretty sure that was the, the thing <laughs> between parents and kids back then in the Bible, right? You were supposed to stay with yeah. your family. Mm -hmm. um, because you're little and things can happen to you, which is why Mary and Joseph were freaking out. Mm -hmm. But at the end of it, you know, Jesus submitted and he went home with them back to Nazareth. His mother treasured up all these things in her heart. Like she marveled, you know, mm -hmm. she took a step back and she marveled. Well, look at my son doing things for God. And so not to say that every little thing <laughs> mm -hmm. that your kid does is going to be some yeah. miraculous thing. Uh -huh. But sometimes we have to look and see, okay, let's look for these good things in our kids, because we can become mm -hmm. so overwhelmed with all the negative things that, you know, we work so hard to try and correct because we're so, mm -hmm. you know, we're, we're genuinely and rightfully worried about our kids growing up the right way and we want them to be you know proper human beings when we set them out into the world and so we want to make sure we discipline and we get the the right behaviors but sometimes yeah. we can be so focused on those negative behaviors that we miss the small things in our children that would inspire us sometimes Mm -hmm. and encourage us in our parenting to keep going like oh okay I am doing something right <laughs> mm -hmm. here right and I'm sure that's something that Mary felt too that okay maybe 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 I'm still we're, we're still doing a good job here Joseph that you know mm -hmm. he's he's doing God's work and he's ministering to people so uh, -huh. uh that's something to consider I think being strong through these tough lessons, right? So as mm -hmm. Mary would have experienced there, kind of seemed like it was a lesson of, and and maybe just a bit of a realization of who he was, right? Of course, she would still be raising him just like she would raise any child. But I think being able to, that she had the insight that he was somebody a little bit special. So she she would have been a little bit, had a little bit, right? This is a personality with Jesus was very different than say like his brother, James. And I don't know mm -hmm. if they had other yep. kids, but that's the only other thing <laughs> I know of. Um, yeah. 
that she knew that this child needed something a little bit different, I'm sure, than James, right? So we can look at that with our own kids and seeing how one needs something a little bit different than the other. And one may need, say, even a little bit more discipline in in one area than another one's. And one of the things I really try to keep focused on is that God has equipped me for these boys, not necessarily like for any other children, but for these boys and whatever these boys I've been given, um, whatever it is they have in their personality, all their little quirks. And like, I've been equipped for it. I don't always realize that equipping (laughs) and I don't always act the right way. But when I focus on that and it's, it's a lot like, what are you focusing on? Are you focusing on the storm or are you focusing on Jesus? Right. So when you focus on, okay, like God's given me these boys, God's given me these children mm-hmm. and I am equipped to, uh, to raise them in the way that God wants them raised to do whatever it is that God's plan is for them. Mm-hmm. So, you know, when we look at Mary too, she of course had the toughest the toughest, yeah. especially for the end of her son's life, right? Yeah. Of, of having to watch him die on the on the cross. But, you know, in in her mind as well, she would have, I don't know how much solace it was at the time, but it's probably helped with the grieving process um, yeah. of knowing that it was part of God's plan. And, and we can look at that with our own little situations and don't take you know, don't think that there is really a a little thing. Like if as a parent, you're feeling overwhelmed, trying to deal with the quirks and the (laughs) challenges of your children, whatever, whatever they may be, just know that overall you're there to love them and, Mm -hmm. and loving them really means, you know, treating them in the way that's the best for them. Sometimes Mm -hmm. that means discipline. Sometimes that means just letting things go. And, you know, sometimes that means, okay, I need to be tougher in this area. And I'm not like, I, you know, I've been convicted in a couple areas recently, how I'd like to see my children valuing some things in their life a little bit differently. But if I actually really gone to the effort to make that and consistent effort to make that happen, to really give them a training and to, to, to give them, you know, the, the words and the instruction that they need to actually make that change. And, and, you know, I can see a little bit of my failing in that area. And, and to me, failing is great. Failing is failing means that, Hey, I've just realized that I need to do something a little bit differently. Right. And there's always a, there's always a different approach to it. So as, as you're thinking of maybe some of your, your challenges in your parenting life right now, which there's always going to be challenges. So I know if you're not in a, if you're not in a challenging time right now, you've experienced it already, or you're, you're definitely going to experience something that is really going to challenge you. You can just feel that dependence on God, (laughs) trust on God, that he has given you these children and he has equipped you to deal with whatever their issues are. And, and even sometimes there's a lot of issues that are not even the children themselves. And we're not talking about attitude problems. We're not talking about like, but they might have mental delays. They might have disabilities. Mm -hmm. They might have things where it's actually just really, really tough to deal with them because it's such an overwhelming amount of energy you need to put into them just to get through a day. And, and I don't have the experience with that, but I, I do know that still another thing where God has actually equipped you. (laughs) You're Mm -hmm. you're definitely, he's, he's entrusted you with so much more 
because he's given you that that child that might have those challenges. And I speak of that more from hearing that from other parents. I don't, I, I'm not able to speak of that. And I, and I don't ever want to speak of that as like, oh, well, I, I know how that must be for parents. I'm really just taking that from what I've heard other parents dealing with, with kids with autism. And I'd say probably just what specifically parents that I've heard de- dealing with kids with autism and then just learning disabilities, which in, you know, when you're trying to homeschool your kids, right, those learning disabilities really come out and you feel really, really like you're struggling because not only does most of the world believe kids should be put in an institution to learn, but Mm -hmm. now you've got this child that really needs a little bit of extra attention as far as, as learning. And maybe you don't feel equipped. Maybe you think some professional should be taking care of them in the education system. And that's not true at all. God has equipped you to take care of that child. God has equipped you with the, it doesn't mean you need to go it all alone because there's lots of help Mm -hmm. there, whatever that is, whether it's educational or just um, other parental disciplinary, you know, just knowing how to love on your kids the best, right? Like there's lots of help out there. So don't, don't feel that. And there's lots of help. There's lots of help professionally. So mm-hmm. we, can, we can go to to people and, and consultants and um, different, different uh, people that are trained in, you know, certain helping, helping kids with certain challenges, but there's also just a lot of support in mom groups and, and homeschooling yeah. groups of, if you're homeschooling. Yeah. And so there's so much support. And just to know that you have somebody to maybe share a bit of your problems with, but more importantly, sharing your problems, because there's going to be somebody that that has overcame that already. And mm-hmm. that's you know, one of the things we really need to seek out when we're, when we're dealing with issues like that, that, that just seem overwhelming. Yeah, I, I'll tell you right now, one of the things that I sigh about a lot recently is that parenting is hard. Uh (laughs) It's just, and I just, you know, after a tough day, it's just like, this is hard. Mm -hmm. And I think after, you know, you talked a lot about God equipping us, I think, you know, maybe it's the Holy Spirit just dropping that in my heart right now, but if it wasn't hard, then I think we weren't doing it right. Mm-hmm. Because I think if it it's, I think it's hard because we are purposely trying mm-hmm. to do good. We are purposely trying to raise them properly, and we're fight. We it, it's it's it. This is all sin nature, right? We're trying to knock out the sin in in all of us, right? And it's a challenge. It's a challenge for mm-hmm. us as adults to live a good Christian life. But it's also a challenge just in general for children to not just do everything instinctively. We have to learn the proper way to live. Just like how Noah taught his children and his family to live the right way. Just the way mm-hmm. Mary's parents obviously brought her up to live in a way that she found favor with with God. And so... Mm-hmm. If you're feeling like me <laughs> and you're going through some tough times in parenting, just know that you are doing something right mm-hmm. and just keep trusting that that God is with you um, through this all. And and of course, lean through lean on all of those, you know, people and resources that Steph mentioned, you know, that they, they are we do have, we're lucky in this day and age that we've got, mm-hmm. you know, support systems oh, everywhere. 
but yeah, definitely lean on those and, and don't feel that you're alone in all of it because somebody's going through what you're going through somewhere. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you just have to just have to find it. Mm-hmm. And when we look at Mary, right, she, uh, you know, I, whatever Jesus did for the majority of his life, we don't we don't really know. But to really see Jesus come to God's plan for his life, right? Mm-hmm. His his true purpose. It wasn't until his 30s. So yeah. we have that point there of, you know, be patient. Be patient. God's work in their lives. They may not do their big special thing, you know, yeah. whatever that is. And not that it needs to be a big special thing like how Jesus changed the world. Um, but it needs to be, uh, but your kids definitely have a a plan. God has a plan for their lives. There's a vision for their lives that God has set up. And uh, they may need to have this testimony of how they were younger that they came through, right? They may need to have that to be able to do whatever God's plan is. Um, And that's something to really uh, lean on. And, and, you know, I just thought of something else and we should jot that. We didn't actually have that scripture down, um, but we were talking how, you know, Mary's not mentioned a lot in Jesus's ministry, but the one place that she was, and it was sort of that, you know, even though Jesus said, so it was a mir- his first miracle, right? His miracle at- Oh, uh, yes. At the wedding Anna. of Cana. Yeah. Uh-huh. And it was, it was her that said, you know, even- Trust him. You know, yeah. You can do something, Jesus, well, you know, do something. They're almost going to run out of wine. And why are, you know, Jesus even said like, it's not my time yet. And then of course, Mary, you know, mother, just knowing that, you know, Hey, I, I don't know if she just had greater insight. I don't know exactly what we're supposed to get from scripture from that, but I just see that just as a mother saying, no, I know you can do this. So, all right, servants, just do whatever he tells you. Right. So I don't know why there was yeah. that, that part of Jesus saying, it's not my time. You know, why, why are you bringing this to me? Right. But he still did it. He still, that was yeah. his first miracle and a pretty, um, pretty established him with a number of people on that miracle. Not, not a lot of people knew about that miracle, but some, some people did. Right. And obviously Mary did. And that, I think that would be that, you know, she just knew her son. She knew her son and maybe there was, the, I mean, that, that, that part was included in scripture. So there's something we should be gleaning from that a little bit deeper than just that, that there was Jesus's first miracle, right? There was Jesus's first miracle when Mary said, you know, you can do, do whatever. Like yeah. Yeah. It's, mm-hmm. it just, uh, Jesus was invited to the wedding. This is um, John chapter two. And when the wine ran out, the mother of Jesus said to him, they have no wine. And Jesus said to her, woman, what what does this have to do with me? My hour has not yet come. And his mother said to the servants, do whatever he tells you. And then that was when the miracle happened. But there must have been an extreme part of faith. Because if you look throughout scripture, Jesus always found the ones who had deep faith. Um, Like the woman who reached out to touch him. And, and was healed. That happened mm-hmm. because of her faith. And so there must have been a look that happened between Jesus and Mary, yeah. where he looked at his mother and goes, oh, you you do believe that I can do something right now. So he's like, okay, uh-huh. <laughs> I will do I guess do I got to move on this. There's great <laughs> faith right there, right? I guess something's got to happen. Uh-huh. So I, yeah, it's, it's wonderful. It's wonderful. And just like, think of that great faith that we can put in our kids just by 
a few yeah. little words, right? Like, and, and yeah. it needs to be even when they're young still. And, and it's just, you know what, I know you can write, you know, <laughs> yeah. writing challenges are, are definitely with both my kids. Um, <laughs> you know, here. so I've tried to find some more creative ways to write. And you know what, when they write, I actually even thought of a while ago, like years ago, my, my older son used to write stories and he did it just himself. It wasn't, it wasn't anything we were doing for, uh, for home education. He was just writing stories himself and he would actually even draw some pictures with it. And right. He would just go in and do that on, on his own. And, and it's very hard to get him to write anything right now. Very, very difficult to get him to write sometimes even more than a, than a sentence. And if it's not something that's right, down in front of him to write it it's very it's very hard to do that but you know as a mother you know when i think about that situation especially as a just talking about that encouraging our kids and i and i and i try to do that i try to keep that on my mind like how can i con- encourage my boys today or when i'm choosing mm-hmm. i don't always let that come in my head but i try to do it more and more you know when i'm dealing with a challenging situation when i'm dealing with some of their attitude how can i encourage them cuz i think some of the times when there's a lot of attitude i'm dealing with it's because they're not feeling very confident mm-hmm. in it's true certain areas right yeah and it's, it's because true. of how they're feeling that that they're the way they're acting it's you know it's not some personal assault against me and i mm-hmm. and i really got to learn to to take that as it is, you know, and, and in general, you know, how people act is a lot more, has a lot more to do with them than it does with us. And it's that true. is true for yeah. our children as well. They're, they, they may be dealing with just struggles in different areas. And I know we think sometimes our kids like, oh, what could you have? You have everything provided for you. You <laughs> have all kinds of free time. Like how hard can your life be? But as a child, right? As it's overwhelming. Yeah. Yeah. They they still deal with things. And like that point we, we picked up on earlier, right? Sometimes we don't see things from their point of view. And I think Mm -hmm. if I did that a little bit more often, like, okay, can I just stop and not, not think of how, what my emotions are feeling right now and just think, okay, like, from their point of view, why are they having this attitude? Because nobody likes to be angry kids included, right? They don't, it's true wants to be, to be that way. So let's just try to pinpoint a little bit more where they're coming from. Um, before we get into reactionary mode, mm-hmm. uh, which sometimes comes way too quick for me, I'm getting better. I'm getting better. <laughs> I'm better. I'm better than I was in the past. So progress. well, I think that, you know, that's, that's why we called it treasure them in your heart because you know, if that is our goal through parenting, no matter what the ups and downs are, mm-hmm. I mean, I, I think I may, may have mentioned once or twice that I truly treasure them at the end of the day mm-hmm. <laughs> when they're sleeping. Yes. <laughs> oh, they're but, so sweet. Look at them quiet there. But the reason is, is because then you're not looking at the situation. You're not looking at the attitudes. You're not looking at the words Mm -hmm. that they said to you or you said to them. You're just looking at them Mm -hmm. and the gift that God has given you. And so, you know, if you can, if you can hold that somehow in the back of your mind, as you go through your day, whether you're teaching them, whether you're cooking for them, whether you're trying to get them to pick up their toys or put Mm -hmm. down the devices, you know, 
treasure them. Just remind yourself that you do treasure them. You may not mm-hmm. think about it, but you know, I think every parent has that in their heart somewhere. Yeah. And just to, you know, remember that they are precious gifts that we have the privilege of raising and we can do it because God is with us. Mm-hmm. I think that was all of our points for learning about parenting insights from Mary. Mm-hmm. Next episode, we will be talking about Eunice. And many of you may not know much about Eunice, but she is the mother of Timothy. So we'll dive into learning more about her and her great faith. And so if you want to continue the conversation on this topic or any of our topics, you can go to firingupfaithandfamily.net and you'll find all the show notes and scriptures and anything else that we may have mentioned in the show notes. So definitely check that out. Drop us a message. We'd love to hear from you. And we just want to say thank you for joining us today. And don't forget to subscribe.